Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus in President Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So something took place in the world of sports that should make many of you feel really, really good. All right, You should feel really, really good about it. I'll explain what that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on SiriusXM Channel 83 and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates. There's like 300 of them or something like that. I lost count after a gazillion all across the country. We appreciate you taking part in the program as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, so I think that there is something to comfort. You know, like if you feel comfortable about something, even if it's not maybe the best thing in the world, but it makes you feel comfortable, you know, it's just something about it. You know, like an old pair of sweatpants you refuse to throw away. They look terrible. They probably don't smell all that great. They've got a skid mark in the back. They've got a cigarette burnt hole in the front. And they look atrocious. And on top of that, they're cargo sweats. All right? They look terrible. I know that 
because I have one of those. Not with the cigarette burn or the skid mark, but I know that because I have one of those. They're comfortable. You don't want to get rid of them. You know, there's just something about the comfort when it comes to when it comes to those sweats. And I, I think that that's sort of kind of what is playing out in the NBA. Here's another example for you. You ever seen the show Stranger Things? All right, it's a Netflix show called Stranger Things. And the show is one of the more popular Netflix shows that's ever been done. Um, it's It's sort of like an alien invasion type thing but not really but the reason why the show in my in my belief the reason why the show got popular initially is because that show took place in the 80s like this the setting is in the 1980s and so when you watch that and if you grew up in the 80s or you remember anything about the 80s growing up or part of your childhood when you watch that show it takes you back you can look at the setting, you can look at the toys that they're playing with, you can look at the stuff that they have on their shelves, the cereal they eat, and you immediately go back and it takes you back to a time in the 1980s to where you, you think to yourself, man, I can recall having one of those. I can recall eating that. I can remember when the McDonald's logo looked like that back then. And so I think that's what initially draws you in if you remember that time period you start watching an episode and you go, this feels like growing up again. And it keeps you around and it makes you more engaged. It feels comfortable. You know, it doesn't mean that the 80s are better or they're better than now. I mean, technology is far better or anything like that. It doesn't mean that that show is better than this show, but at least it makes you feel comfortable. It's like that old pair of sweatpants. And I think that's kind of what's happening in the NBA playoffs right now with one series in particular, okay? Okay. If you watch the 76ers in the heat, you don't have to have a dog in the fight. You don't have to be rooting for anybody. You don't even have to have money on the game. You don't even have to be in a playoff fantasy basketball league, if those even exist. You don't have to be involved at all. All you need to do is sit through one quarter of that game. Or if you watched any good chunk of that game on Saturday, and it takes you back to old school NBA. You immediately think you're watching the 1990s again. It doesn't mean that 1990s basketball was better than now. People will try and sell you that and say, well, basketball was so much better back then. Stop. If you took those players and put them on these teams now, they wouldn't stand a chance. There are seven-footers shooting threes. Back in the day, seven-footers didn't get outside the paint. It's a different league. The athletes are better. And that's not a shot at the former athletes in the NBA on those great Knicks or Bulls teams or Pacers-Knicks rivalries in the playoffs. That's just the way this all works. You look at the NFL 20 years ago, it's the same thing. You look at mixed martial arts 20 years ago, it's just the same thing. But there is something to taking you back to a time and making you feel comfortable, making you feel warm and fuzzy. And when you watch 76ers Heat, you cannot help but look at that series and go, Jesus, I grew up with this. I don't know uh, who, I, who I want to win. I don't know ne- whether or not it's necessarily good basketball, but at least it's something familiar. At least it's something comfortable. Like if you go into a supermarket right now, you know what they're selling nowadays? Vintage Pepsi. You walk into a supermarket, they've got the vintage Pepsi cans now. The old school Pepsi logos. You don't even have to drink soda anymore. I don't drink soda anymore. And I was tempted to get one only because it took me back to that time. 
So when you're watching 76ers and Heat, it takes you back to the NBA you grew up with. It takes you back to that physical knockdown, drag out. You go to the rim, you're going to get fouled. It's going to be a nasty game. And if I'm the NBA, I've got to be thrilled with it. Because I guarantee you there are people that were watching on Saturday or that have been watching the 76ers and the Heat throughout the course of this series that are more engaged in that playoff series than they have been in any opening round or possibly second or third round series in the NBA playoffs the last couple of years. I've complained about them. I have ripped the NBA playoffs the last two years because everything's been a formality. There's been nothing really interesting leading up into the finals, especially last year. We've talked about it. A month and a half of worthless basketball. If you're going to make the NBA playoffs two months, at least give me something that I can sink my teeth into. At least give me something that's going to be interesting, something competitive. And the NBA didn't deliver. It's part of the reason why I decided, oh, you know, why don't, we, why don't I invent a new playoff format? The opening round series is three games, the second is five, and the conference finals are seven, and the NBA finals are seven. And I came up with this idea, and now I'm watching the Heat and the 76ers. I'm like, F the three-game series. Please go seven. Do nine or 11. I couldn't care less. I could have this all day long. And it doesn't mean that these are the best teams. It, does, it doesn't mean that these teams are, are going to make a legitimate run or that they're one of the top three teams in, in, in all of basketball. It doesn't mean any of that. But there's something, too, when those teams play, it's physical, it's nasty, and it is a blast to watch. Here was Ben Simmons after the game talking about the altercation, one of many during the game, uh, afterwards. Definitely, you know, if somebody's going to push my teammate, I'll be there for him. And everyone's got my back on my team. So uh, I think vice versa is the same thing with uh, you know everybody in the Heat. You know, they have each other's back, and that's the way we want to play. You know, we play as a, as a team. I'm telling you, man, it has been so much fun to watch. It, the NBA has got to be absolutely thrilled. All right, first of all, the fact that you can pack, you can pack up that arena in Miami on a beautiful Saturday to watch early matinee basketball, that's doing something, all right? Because if you watch any of those games at night after people are off work or when people are, uh, are maybe in the area, everybody's dressed as an empty seat. But if you just you take a look at that and you're watching some of these every, other series, you see Rondo getting a back and forth. It is like This does take you back to that time. Not saying it's better. Look, Pepsi's not good for you. Probably shouldn't drink it. A lot of sugar in it, a lot of carbs. You drink enough of those, you'll gain a bunch of weight. But you see the vintage can and you're like, man, I know it's not the greatest thing in the world. I mean, you know, it, it, there's no difference between that and what I was drinking 20 years ago when I was drinking Pepsi. But damn, I can just, it takes you back to that time. It's why a lot of people, I call it the two week rule in relationships. You know, why do people get back together after like the two week rule? Because you decide, man, I don't want to do this anymore. I need to be single. Got to go do my own thing. And then you go out with your buddies. And you hang out and you party. And you live the single life. And you meet a couple of people. And you get a couple of phone numbers. But that all sort of fades out. Or you go on one or two dates. And it's kind of awkward. Why do you go back to the ex? Because it's comfortable. Like I would be willing to bet that there's more people engaged in the NBA based on the comfort level that they feel because they remember that league growing up. And I think it's been fantastic thus far. Uh, one thing they do need to get rid of, these Jazz jerseys, the Utah Jazz, those have got to go. I have no idea what the hell that is. 
It looks like one of those uh, one of those big stick uh, popsicles you get at the ice cream truck. They're always the cheapest one because they were cheapest to make. They look terrible. I have no idea. When I think about the Utah Jazz, I want to think Greg Ostertag, and I want to think that awful purple-green-yellow combination, and they roll out this vomit. I mean, it looks like they took turns throwing up on each other and said, all right, let's go play. Nobody's going to foul us because nobody wants to smell like us. Makes me want to puke. Me too. 877-99 on Fox. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Up next, there's something that many of you do and many people in my business do when it comes to the NFL this time of year. And I don't understand it. I absolutely don't understand it. Find out what we're talking about next on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We are going to get into a, this is a habit, a routine in the NFL that does not make any sense to me. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But we do it every year. And I, I just am very, very confused by this whole situation. So we'll have that for you here coming up in uh, just a couple of minutes. Do want to welcome in the crew here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Iowa Sam is in the building, our technical producer here on FSR. Good to the last drop. Sam excited, uh, energized. Uh, Sam, we're going to get to him here in a minute. Uh, Sam, huh? we're going to get to you here in a minute because there's something hmm. I want to discuss with you, but I want right. to do it on the air. Sure. I don't, I don't want to keep it a secret from anybody else. Right. Um, so we'll get to that. Uh, Mike okay. Mayer is your executive producer here at Fox Sports Radio. A great block by Mike Mayer, number 60. What's happening, man? Ready to create another three hours of radio gold. That's just what it is, man. Look, people think that I'm lying about the ratings of this show. Like, all right, if you think the ratings are so bad, find me somewhere that, that where the ratings are bad. All right? Find me. Just just go ahead. Find them. You oh. can't. Bill Belichick, are the ratings bad for this show? I mean, should, What do you think? Well, I mean, what? It doesn't Sorry, matter. Okay, well, we'll address it again later. And then, ladies and gentlemen, Ralph Irvin, the most violent man in sports radio, is your national update anchor here at Fox Sports Radio. Aloha, brother. Yeah. Hello. The pride of Hawaii. Ralph Irvin. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, uh, so Ralph Irvin, everybody is uh, ready to rock. So here's a little behind the scenes. Before we get to this, uh, this, this very bizarre behavior in the NFL that I don't understand, we're going to take you a little behind the curtain. All right. A little, little behind the curtain here at Fox Sports Radio. A little inside information here at Fox Sports Radio. Most places, you know, big, big networks don't take you inside. We are going to take you inside an actual frame-by-frame incident that took place before the show here at Fox Sports Radio. All right, so this is the scene. I walk in to Fox Sports Radio. you got to go down a hall. There's a studio in the back, but there's a long hallway. There's a kitchen there. There's a bunch of TVs. Like, all the big TVs are in the hallway as you walk in near the bathroom, but not really in the studio (laughs) where the show's going on, which is really weird, but, you know, that's a whole other conversation for another day. And so as we're walking in... I see Sam, who also is the technical producer for Straight Out of Vegas, which you hear uh, before this show every single Friday, uh, Saturday, Friday into Saturday, Saturday into Sunday. And so Sam's kind of there, and he looks a little flustered. He looks like he might be sweating a little bit. 
little flustered, and he's kind of angry. And I could tell he's kind of angry. And Sam runs hot sometimes. He's a, he's real goofy, and he's real fun to hang out with. But if you get on his bad side, or if you irritate him, or he hasn't slept, or if Iowa lost and he had to cut himself off after four beers instead of his standard 14, then he's not really the most friendly person in the world to be around. Okay? So Sam's very frustrated at something. And... He just looks to me and he says, I have five minutes to use the bathroom and somebody's in this bleeping thing. (laughs) And he's standing outside the bathroom. Now, we only have one restroom here. And I'm like, well, what's what's the what's the issue? Well, you know, just somebody like you could go anytime. This is my only five minute break I get during the show and they got to go now. I just just so stupid. But here's the thing. He's saying it right outside the door. So whoever is in the bathroom is clearly... They're getting Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan. They're getting Nancy Kerrigan by Sam just for having to t- take a dump or whatever they were doing. Why? Like, just trying to use the bathroom. And Sam is not is not only giving him a guilt trip, but he's letting it be known as loud as he can with curse words and with anger And vitriol in his voice. No! No! And I said, well, geez, man. I mean, you got to air him out right outside the door. He said, well, you know, and and he was very, very frustrated. So as it turns out, uh, it was Vince, who is our editor here, who is putting together all the sound, busting his ass. He decided to go right around the corner and use the bathroom real quick. No big deal. People use the bathroom all the time. But because Sam needed to use it at that time, and Vince didn't run it by Sam, Sam had to clown him outside the door. Speak for yourself, Sam. Uh, well, you know, maybe the, the uh, city of L.A. is rubbing off on me because when people get, you know, they, they hit a red light and they curse the red light. Like, it's just the, like, everything is stacked against you. So Vince came in, and uh, I said, uh, you know, I didn't even know it was you in there. I'm sorry. I did curse out the door. But I am dumbfounded sometimes that, like, there is just an editor. And listen, Vince works his butt off. Like we said, he's uh, he does APing for us. He does uh, he does all this technical stuff, uh, editing for Fox yeah, Sports Radio, and he's very good at it. He is, and um, and I, you know, and he's a, he's a very nice guy. Uh, but I am dumbfounded that like us technical producers get a six minute window to try to get in there, and every like during the day, the little do not disturb sign is right there, and sometimes it just it's like. It's like interacting with the public. Like someone steps in front of you, cuts you off in line at the grocery store. They're not doing it on purpose. It just makes you mad. Okay. And the city of LA is rubbing off and, on and me. You're, and you're really bothered. Like it really no. does bother you. Well, are, okay, why I came did, to my senses. Okay, why did you drop F-bombs the second I walked in? Because somebody was in the restroom. Just think. Because it's 11.40 okay, at night Sam, and someone's in there. Sam, think of, just think about the situation. Okay, take a yeah, step back and just think about it. It's not worth getting mad about. Okay, just, there's nothing. But, Vince okay, didn't do anything wrong. But, but just think about the situation. You are mad because somebody else wasn't able to read your mind and the yep. mind of yep. your bladder to know that you yeah. had to use the restroom at that moment. And so they, God forbid, yeah, they, God forbid, yeah. had to use the restroom. But, you know, it's kind of, I, I just, you know. <laughs> I mean, look. If thank you, you for turning this to a five-minute segment, I mean, if you, if you if you walked in, okay, if you walked in yeah. and, and Vince had gone top shelf on, on the toilet, then I could understand the yeah. anger. But sure, come on, man. Sure. You air the guy out like that. I, I didn't even know he was here. I didn't even know who was in. 
in the in the office and then who had escaped to the bathroom. I didn't even know it was him. I was just cursing out the fact that the door was occupied. You know, it's like anything that you someone uh, in public, uh, someone gets on the elevator, yeah. tries to get on before you. You know, uh-huh. or, or comes rushing out and you you just curse that person. You don't even know them. You know, yeah. you don't even know that person. So I told Vince I was sorry, and I shortly thereafter came to my senses and just relaxed. So. Well, there's only one thing. Thank left you for to making do. this new. Hey, listen, uh, listen. There's only one. I, I look. The people that listen to this show are part of the family. I don't want them. I don't, I'm not going to keep secrets from them. Okay, I, I'm not going to keep secrets from them. That's why I told everybody Mike Mayer smoked marijuana before the show yesterday because he did. So I'm not going to keep secrets from anybody here. All right, but I think that there's only there's one thing that you can do to make it up to Vince. There's one thing you can do. What's that? Besides apologizing no, to him two, no, no, two times already. No, no, no. You still got that whoopee cushion on you? Uh, I do. Okay. Yeah. All right. What's well, the move? Next, what? next time he's got to go in there, he had some bad chili. Throw that whoopee cushion underneath the seat. See what <laughs> okay. happens. All right. Make him think twice. He about won't it. notice that, but you know, maybe I'll I'll put the little uh, the little whoopee cushion mouth under the bathroom door and uh, squeeze but, it out. Hey, by the way, how are we coming along with that fake dog crap? I thought you were going to oh, buy yeah. fake dog crap. We we're going to lay it around the studio. I right? bought you know a giant box in bulk. Uh, it was like twenty nine dollars. Yeah. It'll be here in four to six months. Jeez, so pick it on Vince. I All know. Right. Uh, all right, so there it is. So, so we had to get that out. I hope everybody feels better now. Everybody knows a little inside information here at Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Uh, by the way, um, this is important, okay? Because there's an NFL thing that is going on, all right? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but I do want to mention this. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. If you want the best NFL draft coverage, tune into Fox Sports Radio on Thursday night. Jay Glazer, Joel Klatt, Chris Spielman, Kurt Menefee—they're going to broadcast live. On from the site of the draft at AT&T Stadium in Arlington throughout the entire first round. Jay Glazer, the last three years, no joke, has correctly predicted every single first round pick. All right, so he is going to try and go 32 for 32. So listen, Thursday night, Fox Sports Radio and on iHeartRadio, beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, to hear the very best NFL draft coverage on the radio during the entire first round of the NFL draft. All right, Can't so... Wait. So we do need to. I, I want to get to this NFL store, but I want to make sure we've got enough time here. All right, and we had to we had to sort of uh, mend fences between Sam and Vince because uh, he bullied him in the bathroom. So so we've got to make sure that we get to this. All right, so this is what I want to do. I'm going to get to that next year on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine, and you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you here live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. A bizarre story that happens every year in the NFL. We're going to get to that next here on Fox Sports Radio, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas, and it was the second Saturday of the NBA playoffs for Philadelphia. The heat was on, and it was the right kind. From the left side, Reddick on a drive, puts it off the glass and in. J.J. Reddick on a wing, drives it. Johnson and Richardson are there, and Reddick with a game-high 20 for the Sixers. WPAN 97.5, the Fanatic in the Sixers radio network with the call. Philadelphia wins 106-102. Reddick finished with a game-high 24 points. Sixers lead that series three games to one. New Orleans finished off Portland 131-123. Anthony Davis 47 points. Drew Holiday 41. They sweep the Trailblazers four games to none. Minnesota returning home and getting a playoff win over Houston 121-105. The Rockets, though, still lead the series 2-1. And Utah took Game 3 of their series with Oklahoma City. 115-102. Ricky Rubio, huge in the game. Triple-double, 26 points. 
and the Jazz lead the series two games to one. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And on the playoff ice, Jonas, Tampa Bay, a 3-1 win over New Jersey. They win the series 4-1. Five games have been played between Washington and Columbus. The Caps take game 5-4-3. They lead the series 3-2. But of those five games, four have gone to overtime. And Toronto stayed alive in Boston. They beat the Bruins 4-3. The Leafs, though, still trailing in the series three games to two. And I know you've got uh, some fun NFL stories, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Ralph. Uh, Jonas Knox here coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Shut up, Sam. Just shut up. <laughs> shut up. Uh, all right. So there's uh, this is very, very strange to me. And I, and I, I was thinking about this earlier because I don't understand it. And we do it every single year. Now, you guys know, if you've listened to the show and you have paid any attention in the last three years since we've been doing this show, that I love NFL draft season. I love it. Um, I, I, I've, I'm not normally envious of anybody. I don't, I don't get jealous. I don't have a jealous bone in my body. I don't really get envious. But I will say this. I am a little envious of Colin Cowherd. All right. And it's not because he's got the biggest show in the, in the country or anything really like that. He has earned all that. And if I ever get good enough or deserving enough, maybe one of those opportunities will come my way. But I am envious of this. He is going to get to sit in the draft room with the L.A. Chargers this year. I have wanted to do that my entire life. I just want to sit there and watch. Go Chargers, go. I just want to sit there and watch. I want to see how it's done. I want to see how things are made. It's why I, I don't like to cook. I'm not good at it. But I will watch diners, drive-ins, and dives on a marathon for four days straight and not leave the house. I am fascinated by seeing people make. Have you ever seen that show Carnival Eats? I have, Listen, I don't eat 98% of that food. I have no interest in eating 98% of that food. But just seeing the way it's made, I am fascinated by it. So the fact that Colin Coward gets to actually go to the Chargers draft room and sit in there with them while it's happening, I, I am that is the one thing I am jealous of. The Probably the only time I've been jealous in my radio career is of that. I've always wanted to go and sit in a draft room and see how it's done. All right. So if you are an NFL GM or you work for an NFL team and you want somebody who's not going to leak out information and just wants to sit there and watch, you go ahead and you, uh, you invite me. All right. And uh, can I bring booze? That is the only uh, prerequisite to that. All right, I'd, I'd like a cooler a beer, preferably like a, a a Kona Big Wave, something smooth, maybe some buffalo wings on the side, so I can keep a little bit entertained while you guys debate whether or not one offensive lineman has longer arms than the other. But here's the part of this season that I don't understand: J- the whole projection thing is strange to me. All right, this whole projection thing is strange. All right. And this comes on the heels of the schedule release a couple of days ago. And now if you go to certain places, uh, certain sports books in Vegas, you can find them online. You're now seeing the early over under win totals on teams for next season in the NFL. And so I think so, a couple of them that jumped out to me, the Vikings were at over under 10.5 wins. The Eagles were at over under 10.5 wins. I think the Browns were at 4.5. Uh, 
Um, th- th- so those were a couple that just sort of jumped out to me that I saw and said, okay, uh, just kind of skimming through it. But here's why I didn't do a deep dive into it. All right. This is this is why I didn't do a deep dive into it. And I, and I'll make it relatable to you to this because I think everybody has been through this at some point or another. You ever bought something online and when you get it it doesn't fit? Sucks. It's annoying, right? I mean, you see it, looks great, you buy it doesn't fit. That happens with hats a lot. If you buy a like a new era fitted hat, it seems like if you know your side seven and an eighth, seven and three quarters, we're talking about hats now, so get your minds out of the gutter. If you know your size and you try the hat on, it would seem that that would just be the same size hat for whatever you ordered. And if you just bought it online, it would come and everything would be fine. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. Each one feels a little different. Uh, you know, one hat's one hat that is uh, seven and a quarter fits differently than another one that's seven and a quarter. So you can never really do it, buy a hat online because you're kind of you're you're kind of taking a chance that you're going to get something back that's not going to fit. All right, so it, it's very frustrating. But if you go to a store, you ever been in a hurry so you don't try anything on? You just think, oh, I wear a large. This is a large. I'll just run away. I'll, you know, I'll walk out with it after I pay. I'm in a hurry. I got to get back. Doesn't fit. You get home, doesn't fit. Now you got to make an extra trip. You got to get all the way back. Like It could look great. It could uh, have a great price. It could be on sale. But the most important part of all of it is, does it fit? Like There are multiple... The multiple angles to this whole purchase, right? And the most important thing is, does it fit? And everybody has been at some point in a mall or bought something online that when they took it home, it didn't fit. And so regardless of how it looked and regardless of the price, if it doesn't fit, it doesn't work. In the NFL, what's the most important part of building a roster? Like If you were to look at the NFL and you were to ask general managers or coaches around the league, and you said to them, hey, what do you need to do in order to build the roster that you want? All right, what's, what's the one thing, the most important thing? All right, we know that there's a lot out there, but what's the most important thing? They would all tell you, we've got to hit in the draft. We've got to make good draft choices. All right, If we can land quality players in the draft... We're set up. That's the most important thing, right? So, so it, like if you look at you know you, you, clothing, like consider you know the look to be a, a free agency. You know, consider um, the price to be injury free, and consider the draft to be does it fit? All right. So there are multiple things that that are really important to the purchase of the item that you go into the store to get. And when it comes to the NFL. The most important thing as far as building a roster that you're comfortable with taking into a season is the draft, right? You don't go into the season feeling as good as you do unless you hit in the draft. Ask all 32 general managers. Ask all 32 head coaches. Ask anybody affiliated within the organization. They will all tell you the same thing. The draft is the most important part of building our roster, right? Because if you hit in the draft, you don't have to overpay in free agency, if you're lacking talent at a position, because you can keep guys around, and you can get homegrown players. So the draft is huge, really, really important. Here's where I'm confused. If the draft is the most important part of building a roster, and rosters win you games, 
how the hell are you going to release over-unders or try and predict who's going to win what week when you don't even know who they're drafting yet? (laughs) How are we doing this? Every single year, ESPN puts on this big production where they go through all the schedules after they're released, and I think I really like so-and-so in Week 12, and I think Pro Football Talk had a, a stat out to where ESPN over-predicted wins, like the amount of wins they predicted amongst all 32 teams was not even possible. So you basically had people up there going, all right, yeah, I guess so, okay, here, here. It's like you're filling out a bracket, but it's not even the men's bracket, it's the women's bracket. You never watched a game, you have no idea who's on any team, and you're just kind of you know, putting whatever sounds the best in. That's what we're doing with these schedule releases. You don't know who's on any of these teams. How the hell can you tell whether or not one team is going to win over seven and a half wins when they haven't found their quarterback. What if they land a quarterback in the first round and he ends up being a stud? How the hell do you know? The draft is the most important part of building a roster. Talk to any NFL head coach. Talk to general managers. Talk to people around the league. Yet every single year at this time, before the draft comes out, the schedules get released, and the first thing everybody wants to do is, I think we'll go 9-7. and seven. What? <laughs> you have no offensive line. Like you, you, haven't even, you haven't addressed anything in the draft. You have no idea what's going to happen. So why the hell are we getting into this? It, do, it just doesn't make sense. It makes no sense at all. Well, it looks great, and, and it's a great price, and oh, but it doesn't fit. Like You can go out here, and you can go through team by team, and you can uh, talk about free agency, and you can talk about you know all the close games they had a year before, and you could talk about the travel schedule and all that stuff. None of it matters if you whiff in the draft. None of it matters. It's a complete whiff in the draft. All of that changes because now you've got depth issues. You thought you found your backup uh, uh, offensive guard in the second round. Guess what? He got hurt in training camp. All of a sudden, you're screwed. Ooh, you thought you found your quarterback of the future, but you're only going to sit him for the first year because you really trust this veteran. Oh, man, Mike Glennon stinks. Better put the rookie in. How many times do we have to see this? And for some reason, people get so geeked out over the NFL and trying to picture where their team's going to be at six months from now that you're not even paying attention to the most important thing. Who's going to be on the team? Like, how many times have we seen a draft change the way you look at a roster? It's why they have those two awards. You know what they're called? Offensive Rookie of the Year and Defensive Rookie of the Year. You want to know why those are important? Because they have major impacts on their teams. Like, I just, I don't know why people fall into this, but every year we do it. And I don't know if it's because we got football withdrawals or what, but come on, man. It doesn't make any sense. Like, it, it, it just makes, it's like going to a party and you've got to get really dressed up or you go to an award show and you go and you pick out this badass Armani suit, Oof. custom fit. You don't even wear a tie. I don't wear ties, F ties. You even go one button lower on the collared shirt underneath. Everything custom fit. You got a nice watch. The pants look great. The belt shines if you decide to wear a belt. Maybe you don't even need to wear a belt. It fits so good. It curves around the hips. Tight. Even when you stretch your arms out, the sleeve doesn't come up to where it looks like uh, you're going fishing. 
You know, like you stretch your arms out and everything's perfect. I mean, the suit looks great. And then you walk into the party and everybody turns around and you're like, yeah, that's right. I got the best suit in this place. Who wants some of this? And then you realize, damn, I'm wearing L.A. gears. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I probably should have thought this whole thing through. The shoes are kind of an important part of the whole outfit. You know, a $1,000 Armani suit, and I'm walking in with light-up, double-laced L.A. gears from the 1980s. <laughs> I, that's what we're doing here. Like, you, you guys are jumping so far ahead when you have no idea who's going to be on the team. The draft changes everything. It changes everything. I'm sweating. Jesus. And I smell. All right, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number, 877-996-6369. Also on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, this could uh, very well be, I, I don't know if there's a category for this, most pathetic behavior in sports for the year, but we have our early favorite, all right, the leader in the clubhouse for the most pathetic thing I've seen in sports the entire year. That's coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. This is Knox time right here. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. I do feel a little bit better, though, if you if you missed it. Uh, I, just, I just, something was bothering me that I don't know why we do it. Like, everybody does these over-unders and these projections. Like, who's going to win what after the schedule release comes out? And they do it before the draft. The hell sense does that make? Like, why would you? Why would you do that? Like, <laughs> I mean, what's it, what, are you going to put your uh, your underwear on uh, after you put your pants on? What sense does that make? It's like the guy. You ever seen this? Guys will go use the bathroom, and the dude, uh, some dude in the stall, doesn't even like when he's or when he's using the urinal, he just lifts lifts the pant leg up like he's wearing shorts. He just lifts his shorts up. Like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, no, like, but you've seen that, right? Sam, have you seen that? You're a guy who frequents urinals a lot. Have you seen that where uh, where he'll just lift up the uh, short leg? It's, it happens in gyms a lot. If you either you have to have really short shorts or you have to have a really long something else. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not I, really where I was going to go with that. But all I right. do I do see people drop like their waistline a little bit and then do that. Like you're a, like a tw- yeah, like six year old yeah, at the trough, you know. There are three ways. If you're a guy, there's three things you can do. All right, when you go to use a urinal, there's three things you can do. All right. Well, actually, there's 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 four things you can do. Only one of them you should do. The only thing you should do is use the urinal. All right, use the urinal, take care of your business, whatever, and then you go wash your hands and you leave. Right. Here are the things that you should not do. You should not pull your trousers all the way down to your ankles to use the urinal. It looks weird, and it freaks people out. No, Yeah, nobody likes that. It's kingpin. Nobody wants to see that, right? That is very weird because uh, it's not necessary. The second thing you shouldn't do at a urinal, all right, if you're a man, you should not lift one pant leg up, okay, to then go. You should You should do it the normal way because that also looks weird. And the third thing you should not do at a urinal is say to the guy next to you, hey, look at my new watch. Huh? 877-99 on Fox is the phone number, and you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. What uh, was that? As we, I have no idea. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 
All right, so did you guys happen to see? This is so pathetic, man. So UCF, who went undefeated last year, before their spring game, UCF unveiled a championship banner and handed out undefeated national championship rings to their players. You got to be kidding me. You, you can't, you can't, like, if I'm a player on that team, I'm not wearing that thing around. I'm not, I'm not wearing my undefeated. You didn't win the national championship. I'm sorry. You you can get angry at the process. You can get angry at at how the setup is, but you didn't win. Like you didn't you didn't win the championship. And so their athletic director said, "Well, I'm going to make sure they all get championship rings." You think any of those guys are actually going to wear that thing out? They're going to actually wear that championship ring out and go, "Man, look what we did. Look what we accomplished." Not a shot in hell. In fact, keep track of how many of those rings go up on eBay and how many of those guys want to sling rings so they can get a little bit of cash for them. Like, who's, who, who actually thinks that's a good idea? And maybe I'm overly paranoid for it because I can recall when we played high school football, if I didn't play a lot, and trust me, trust me, there were many times during my high school football career where I did not play because I was bad, right? I will be honest with you. I was bad. I was undersized. Not a great athlete at the time, and just just was not a good football player whatsoever. If I didn't play in the game, and they had snacks in the locker room afterwards, I never ate. Because I didn't earn it. So I've got an earning phobia when it comes to things in general in life. If I don't earn it, I don't want it. I have to. I have to feel like I have, I have earned the right to have whatever it is that I have, or else I just don't feel comfortable with it. And so when I was playing high school football, if we if we played a game and I didn't play a lot, I never ate the food. I always let it for somebody else to take it because I felt like, you know, what did I why do I need the food? I'll go eat at home or something. I didn't, you know, I didn't play in the game, so what's the point? If you're these players, why the hell are you going to wear this ring around? You didn't win the national championship. This is like a gimmick. It's like something you you get out of a at one of those gumball machines in a supermarket. What's the, I mean, come on. This is like when you, it's like, oh, man, I got 50 cents left. Uh, oh, man, but, all right, I can either get the, uh, the the championship ring for the two quarters or I can get the fake tattoo for the three quarters. Oh, I can't get the fake tattoo. I'll go with the championship ring from UCF. <laughs> it's like gumball machine stuff. Uh, let's go live to our UCF fake championship ring insider, Ralph Irvin. Ralph Irvin has got the latest on this story. Guys prize one thing over money when they're in college, and that ring will get it for them. The hell are you talking about, Ralph? You know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) Listen, Ralph, I'm not going to let you take this show into the gutter, all right? I'm not going to let Ralph Irvin take this show into the gutter. Save that for 35 minutes from now. All right. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, More out of a wild world of sports next year on FSR. I'm going to throw a crazy idea at you, and after I'm done, the hope is that you'll realize it's not that crazy after all. All right, I'll explain what I mean by that. It is an NFL story, an NFL thought that I was sort of pondering on Saturday, so we'll get to that here coming up in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 
You can find the show on the iHeartRadio app as well as on SiriusXM Channel 83 on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are right now taking part in the program. We appreciate you spending a few minutes with us here on a Sunday morning in most parts of the country here on Fox Sports Radio as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So, in the NFL, we've been talking uh, and kind of poking fun at some stories that have come out in the NFL that I don't really buy into. I think there's a lot of a lot of crap that's spewed, and I think everybody sort of understands that they're being lied to for the most part. I think we all just kind of acknowledge that. Um, it's like a reference on a resume. If you really are putting somebody as a reference on a resume... And an employer, when's the last time an employer called somebody who was a reference and that person they call said, oh, I wouldn't hire him. <laughs> you kidding me? So, I mean, we all just kind of acknowledge at certain times we're being BS. And I think that's what draft season is. And it's just, it's the way it goes. I mean, I don't think it's, it's hurt, hurtful in any way, but we just all sort of understand that we're fed a lot of garbage by a lot of different outlets and a lot of people involved in draft conversations and discussions. And so there was... Some praise that was handed down to Lamar Jackson, who has been very uh, talk of the NFL draft. Some people confused at where he's being projected and where he stacks up at the next level and all that stuff. So Tom Coughlin and Dave Caldwell of the Jaguars praised Lamar Jackson recently and talked about what a great guy he is, a good human being, um, really impressed with just the, the person he is and all that. They're pro- they're not going to take him, all right? They just re-up Blake Bortles. It would make no sense. So you can kind of see that there may be a little bit of a uh, little bit of BS there. Maybe they're just sort of embellishing it a little bit, um, just sort of hyping him up to kind of kind of make people think that it could be a possibility that they would go in that direction if they were looking for a backup quarterback. Who knows? But nonetheless, and I've heard the same things about Lamar Jackson. Really good kid, good good player, uh, great teammate. No, nothing bad you could hear about him. But here's where uh, here's where I look at this Lamar Jackson, and it got me thinking about this. So I would be surprised if Lamar Jackson didn't go in the first round, right? especially with the run of quarterbacks that go early. Because you've got, to, you've got to factor in, looking at the top of the draft, if we know the Browns are taking a quarterback at one, and the Giants could possibly, depending on who's there, take a quarterback at two. You know the Jets are also taking a quarterback at three. That's three quarterbacks gone in the first three picks. I mean, you're going to have three quarterbacks gone probably at worst in the first five picks in the draft. I mean, there's a lot more than just three teams that need quarterbacks or need quarterbacks of the future. So you've got to watch out for a team. The Patriots have been rumored, but you've got to watch out for a team like Baltimore who's looking for a guy who can take over after Joe Flacco. And you look at uh, you know Lamar Jackson, maybe you can develop him. You look at a team like the Chargers would be another possibility. So I look at, and, and that's without trades into the first round, teams that move up from the second round into the late first round because they want to get their guy there. So I look at, at, at Lamar Jackson, I would be stunned if he doesn't end up in the first round. All right, be, just based on how many quarterbacks are going to be off the board and if you 
regardless of who you talk to, Lamar Jackson is probably head of the top tier, the second tier class of quarterbacks, if you want to call it that. You would probably put him at the top there. So he's one of the five or six best in the draft. If three are gone in the first four picks, it would stand to reason that Lamar Jackson would also be gone in the first round. But I asked Brian Billick, and we we had this sound on the show yesterday, and I want to bring it back because it actually got me thinking about something uh, earlier on Saturday. So I asked Brian Billick Friday on Fox Sports Radio about the top four quarterbacks as projected by most people in this draft. So if you were to think the top four quarterbacks are as followed in no particular order, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen. All right. I asked Brian Billick, a guy who has won a Super Bowl as a head coach, has been an offensive coordinator in some of the most prolific offenses in league history. I asked Brian Billick on Friday, whose flaw of those four quarterbacks, Darnold, Rosen, Mayfield, and Allen, whose flaw could you not live with as a coach? This is the tough one for me because I love everything about Josh Allen's game, the quarterback out of Wyoming. He's got franchise elite talent, uh, size, he's got character, he's got that drive, but his completion percentage scares the hell out of me. Um, you don't get more accurate in the NFL. And this is a sub-60% guy. And, and again, what are they doing? They're dismissing the completion percentage because the receiving core around him at Wyoming. We did that with Kyle Bowler when we took him with the 19th pick uh, out of Cal, and it was a mistake because the completion percentage was an issue. So as much as I like Josh Allen, that completion percentage really scares me. Okay, so there's Brian Billick, former NFL head coach. Think about this. 31 men in the history of the universe have won Super Bowls as head coaches on the planet. Brian Billick's one of them, right? So whatever you want to think about him, he's been doing this a long time, and he's been really, really successful at it. So Brian Billick is saying, love Josh Allen. Of those four, Allen, Darnold, Rosen, Mayfield, and Allen, I am more concerned about the accuracy issues than anything else of any flaw that any of those quarterbacks have, the accuracy issues of Josh Allen. So what if we opened it up, and this is where I got to thinking, what if we opened it up to the top six prospects, all right? And I'm just, look, you can disagree with five and six if you want to after those first four, whatever. I'm just going to, what I've seen most from, from evaluators and people that study the quarterback position, here's what I'm hearing. The top six quarterback prospects are as followed. Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Mason Rudolph, and Lamar Jackson. Of those six, the two with the biggest accuracy concerns, based on percentages, are Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Those are the only two of those six that are under that 60% completion percentage mark that a lot of people focus on in college. Not even just going on numbers. And the numbers would tell you, completion percentages in college, Lamar Jackson was better than Josh Allen. Not even going just on that, like leaving just the numbers portion of it out of this. You can make an argument for Lamar Jackson over Josh Allen at least early on in his career. And here's how you can do that. And this is why, if I'm a Browns fan, I'm really, really nervous about Josh Allen going number one. I really am nervous. I'm concerned, all right? Here's why I say that. And this is at least initially early on in his career. Here's where you can make the case for Lamar Jackson 
of those top six quarterbacks, him and Josh Allen are the ones that have the biggest accuracy concerns. Here's where you can make a case for Lamar Jackson being better and, and at least better early on than Josh Allen. One, he's played better competition. I mean, you can you can slice and dice how he matched up and in big games, and I understand his numbers and his record, and he didn't perform his best in, in some of those big games, but at least he's seen it. At least he's been out there. He's he's sort of seen comparable speed. He's he's seen athletes playing at a division one level at in in a in a power conference. He's seen those players before. So he's he's watched it and he's seen the speed. So at least he's not that unfamiliar to it. He understands what, what he's watching in front of him. He may not have performed the best, but he's at least got experience while he's watching it. Josh Allen really hasn't. I mean, you can, everybody can talk about him. Brian Billick even said in that clip, you know, I hear about, well, you know, he's throwing to, to the talent there at Wyoming. You know, they, like, look at the talent that he's dealing with. All right, well, he's throwing against that same talent. So the fact that he's not accurate, that's still alarming. All right. Lamar Jackson has gotten NFL coaching. All right. His head coach, Bobby Petrino, again, we're not going to dive into Bobby Petrino's full past. I would love to. I'd love to sit here and break down once again him crashing his moped and then getting beat up by um, the boyfriend of the woman that he was having the affair with, and then he's wearing a neck brace and his head looks like it's on fire. Like all of that stuff. I'd love to do it, but at least Bobby Petrino has coached in the NFL before. Did not end well. Left a post-it note to uh, to let the Atlanta Falcons know he was not going to be the head coach anymore, but at least he's been coached by a guy who's got head coaching experience in the NFL, right? He, he, a guy who has been there as a head coach in the NFL, all right? And if accuracy is the concern for both players, if accuracy is a concern for Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, and the numbers would tell you, and Brian Billick just told you in that clip a few moments ago, wouldn't you rather have the guy who's got more tools in the toolbox? I mean, wouldn't you? If you've got two closers in baseball and they both throw the fastball the same speed, are you going to go with the guy who's only got that fastball or the guy that's also got the slider or the curve to complement the fastball? He's got more tools in the toolbox. That's why you would make a case for keeping him over the other guy. Look at it this way. Right now in the NFL, you take those two players, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. It's third and long right now. Who's more likely to get a first down for you? Lamar Jackson. Because he can use his feet. Is that ideal? Do you want your quarterback on third and eight or third and nine or third and 12 having to use his feet to get a first down? No. But that's, that's a fact. Josh Allen's a good athlete as well, too. He's not Lamar Jackson. So it's not that crazy to think that some teams may have Lamar Jackson rated higher than Josh Allen. It doesn't mean that he's going to go higher than him. It, it doesn't mean that at all. The Browns and the way John Dorsey drafts, he's all about upside. We've talked about it for two weeks on this show. You look at his draft history. Eric Fisher over Luke Jokel. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, those are all players that he evaluated and he was all in on when he was with the Chiefs. 
purely based on the high ceiling. So yeah, Josh Allen's got a higher ceiling, but I'm telling you right now, you step into the NFL right now, who's going to make you plays? Day one in the NFL. It's Lamar Jackson. And I don't even think it's close. Like At least initially, early on in his career, Lamar Jackson is better suited to step into the NFL than Josh Allen is. That's a fact. 877-99 on Fox. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at Knox. I do want to remind you, for the best NFL draft coverage, you have got to tune into Fox Sports Radio. This Thursday night, Jay Glazer, Joel Klatt, Chris Spielman, Kurt Menefee, they are going to broadcast live from the side of the draft within AT&T Stadium in Arlington throughout the entire first round. Jay Glazer, the last three years, has correctly predicted every single first-round pick. All right, So he is trying to make it four years in a row. Listen Thursday night on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific to hear the very best NFL draft coverage on the radio during the entire first round of the NFL draft. Uh, Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, if you ever wondered how little the NFL cares about you as a fan, I have got proof. Find out what I mean next here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We are going to get to a story out of the NFL. If you needed proof about how the NFL really feels about you, the fan, I've got the proof. We'll get to that here coming up in uh, just a couple of minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. Also, a reminder, the hottest game show in the history of Sports Talk Radio, pro wrestler or porn star, is coming up less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. If you've never heard this segment before, it is Can't Miss Radio Gold. All right, so pro wrestler or porn star is less than 10 minutes away from now here on Fox Sports Radio. 877-99 on Fox is the number to call. You got to get in early. Operator standing by, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Pro wrestler or porn star coming up here uh, on Fox Sports Radio less than 10 minutes from now. Uh, Okay, so I was able to vent a little bit earlier, and I don't know why it turned into a big, uh, long venting thing. I'm not really that upset about it, but it it is just very bizarre. When I see strange behavior that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, I I. I'll sit and and watch it and stare at it and look at it and think about it and ponder it until I reach a a breaking point, and then I got to speak up. I mean, I I just have to. And it's like, you ever been in a parking lot and you're seeing somebody and you're waiting for that parking spot and they back out and there's clearly enough room. You can see it. And then they pull back in a little bit, and then they back out a little bit further, and then they pull in a little bit for because they don't think they have enough room. You can sit in your car only for so long before you lay on the horn and say, go, there's room. you got plenty of room to move. And that's kind of how I feel about the NFL scheduling. When the NFL schedule release comes out every year, every year I sit and watch analysts on various networks Break down who's going to win what game, what week jumps out to you, who's going to have this, like all of this stuff. Every single year it happens, and finally this year I couldn't take it anymore because none of it makes any sense 
based on the fact that you're doing it before the NFL draft. The NFL draft changes everything. If you talk to GMs, talk to coaches, they'll tell you the draft is one of the most important things as far as roster building and and evaluations as to how you feel about your team. Yet we're supposed to predict win totals and schedules before we know who you're drafting. It just doesn't make any sense. So I was able to vent on that earlier, and I feel a little bit better now, although I was sweating profusely during the segment because I was really fired up about it. Here's the one thing I did notice about the uh, schedule release that came out. And I wanted to touch on this a little bit last night, but I wanted to make sure we had enough time. There was a lot of NBA playoffs uh, and things like that that we had to get to. Here's what I did notice about the schedule release. I've always believed that the NFL doesn't really care. They don't really care about the in-game stadium experience. I firmly believe that. I, I think if you were to, I think that's more of a of a team by team interest. That's more of a maybe an owner interest or or franchise by franchise. But the NFL in general doesn't really care. I've I've always believed that. I don't think they really give a rip that the Raiders played in a stadium uh, for this many years that had a baseball diamond partially uh, for some of the season and then toilets overflowing for the next. Like, I'm I'm convinced, all right? But the opportunity, Vegas came up, there was money involved, all that other stuff. We know that whole story. But deep down, the NFL doesn't really care about in-game stadium experience, all right? Now, the optics of a half-empty stadium are bad, but what the NFL really cares about are the TV numbers. They care about the TV numbers more than anything, all right? Attendance is more of a team issue. And if it gets really bad, then maybe the league will look at it. But really what the NFL cares most about are the TV numbers because there's more people. You, you, can, you can connect with more people. So I think the NFL really puts a priority on that. Right? And I'm more convinced of that than ever. After those schedule release came out and you saw that the NFL is going to flex two games late in the season from Sunday to Saturday. All right? So two games late in the season. They're going to take, normally when you flex, you'll take a Sunday game and you move it to later on at Sunday night. Now they're moving it an entire day ahead of time. With that move, the NFL is telling you how little they care about attendance compared to ratings with this. They don't care. This is all about ratings. It's all about television. Right? That's, that's where the money is. And so when the NFL makes that decision, I'm looking at it and I see the story come out and I'm oh, I see what they're doing with a little flexing there late in the season. You don't want to impede with college football. This is after the regular season's over, after conference championship games are over, later in the season. Let's boost the TV ratings a little bit. We'll take games from Sunday and we'll move it to Saturday. So you wonder, well, I mean, as a fan, I'm really interested. I, I, you know, I, I like the idea of being able to watch the NFL in a big time game on a Saturday. I'm actually very interested in that. Okay, think about the logistics as the fan who's going to the game. If you work Saturdays and Sunday is your only day off, and Sunday is your thing, the NFL is your thing, and there's a lot of fans out there. You may be one of them who the NFL is your getaway. That's your that's your escape. Every single Sunday, you can watch your favorite team, win or lose. You go to the game, you tailgate, you get up early. It's a big event for a lot of fans all across the country. Now, all of a sudden, 
That's gone. And you can say, well, it's just one game. What's the big deal? If you only get eight of those a year, that's kind of a big deal. So you're now telling those fans, hey, we're moving all of that up a day ahead of time. Well, what if those fans work on a Saturday? What if they can't make it? That's the NFL telling you, we don't give a rip whether or not you guys can make it. We care whether or not the people at home can make it to their televisions to watch the game. Like Maybe I'm sensitive to it because I work weekends, so I understand how precious time is for certain people on weekends. And when you do work on weekends, you understand that there are certain uh, periods during the week to where you have a day off or your schedule's a little bit different. But not everybody out there has got the 9 to 5. And they've got total flexibility on the weekends. So the fact that the NFL is now taking a game and not only flexing it to later in the evening, but now they're flexing it an entire day ahead of time, could really screw fans over. So whenever I've thought to myself, man, I really don't think the NFL gives... There was a playoff game a couple of years ago. I want to say... Gosh, I want to say it was a playoff game, but it might have been just a late-season game and I think it was in Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken, because I remember doing a story, and I got a lot of heat on this, and I remember that because I think even uh, people at the network got pissed at me because I said, this is such crap. The NFL is telling, uh, saying that they've got to move the game uh, a later start time. You know, It was scheduled to start, um, it was an early Saturday game, and the NFL came out and said, you know, we've really got to move this game to later on in the evening because we're really concerned about the weather. Yeah, because weather gets better later at night in the winter. That's how that works. Okay. <laughs> and everybody just took their word for it and said, oh, no, there's all these storms coming in during the day. Okay. Where, where are those storms at? And I watched weather.com, and I'm a weather nerd to begin with, so I paid attention. I watched hour by hour uh, the locals on the 8s and all that stuff. And guess what I found out? It was all crap. There was no, there was no inclement weather. There was no uh, big concern for the weather. This was all about, I, and I, it was a big conspiracy theory, and people thought I was nuts, and, and crop circle guy, and, and uh, you know, I believe in aliens, and flat earth guy. And I said... This is the NFL moving the game to later on in the evening because the NFL wants more people to be able to watch it. That's exactly what this is. And they're going to use the weather as the excuse to do it. No, but that would screw over all those fans that go to the game. That would sh- Ask yourself this. Does the NFL care more about the sixty to 70,000 fans at Arrowhead Stadium or the millions and millions that watch the game at home? Come on. It's a numbers game didn't make any sense. And so I've always felt that the NFL care as a league, unless it gets really bad, they give a rip about what happens in your stadiums. They give a rip about what the attendance numbers are. It's all about television ratings and flexing a game from a Sunday all the way to a Saturday night could screw over a lot of fans. And it's right there. Perfect example that what I thought was the truth, that the NFL was all about that TV money. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, the phone number. That is an important number, and here's why. Every single week on this show, we play a game called Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. All right? It is the hottest game show in the country. All right? Hottest game show in the history of sports talk radio. It has been stolen by other shows around the country. The Ellen Show started doing a Coachella band or Porn Star a couple of years ago. Where do you think they got that idea from? Come on. I mean, I mean clearly. Come on. 
So if you want to be a part of the fun, 877-99 on Fox is the number to call. 877-996-6369. Pro wrestler or porn star is next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And up there in Utah, well, Ricky Rubio had himself quite a night. 2.8 seconds on the shot clock. Inbound comes to Gobert. Left hand hook. Good. There it is. And that is the triple-double for Ricky Rubio. His sixth triple-double of his career. His first, obviously, in the playoffs. KZNS, the Jazz Radio Network with the call as Rubio finished with 26 points to lead all scorers for Utah. Five players started the game, all scored in double figures. They beat Oklahoma City 115-102. The Jazz lead that series over the Thunder two games to one. Minnesota went home and got a home playoff win, beating Houston 121-105. Philadelphia, seven players scoring in double figures. They won in Miami 106-102. The Sixers lead that series three games to one. And how about New Orleans? The Pelicans complete a sweep of the Portland Trailblazers. Anthony Davis scored 47, Drew Holiday 41, as they were 131-123 winners over the team from the Rose City. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. On the Diamonds, Oakland Chaminea tossed his first career no-hitter. The A's beat Boston 3-0. Houston rolled past the White Sox 10-1 to win their fifth straight. In Chicago, well, they've lost six straight. The Angels ended their four-game losing streak. They beat San Francisco 4-3. to And Jonas, you know, you talk about that NFL with the flex schedule and screwing the fans. Well, that sounds a lot like pro wrestler or porn star. Oh, come on, Ralph. You did it again. You sly son of a gun. All right, thanks, Ralph. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 877-99 on Fox, the number to call, 877-996-6369. If you want in on pro wrestler or porn star, so we will have that for you here coming up in just a minute. Uh, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And right now, it's time for this. Is it a pro wrestler or a porn star? Genitalia, I love that. You have an affection for Big Mac. Time to guess that name. It is that time, pro wrestler or porn star here on Fox Sports Radio. Every single week at this time we play this game. It is the hottest game show in the history of sports talk radio. And we will dive in, all in, here on Pro Wrestler Porn Star now here uh, on FSR. Let's go uh, let's find out who wants to be a part of this. Let's go all the way Let's go to line number 622 where Mark is listening in Georgia on Fox Sports Radio. Mark, what's happening? Oh, not a whole lot. Just uh drink coffee, smelling the roses. All right. Now, are you sure you're drinking coffee? Yes, yes. All right. What kind of coffee you drink there, Mark? Starbucks. All right. Well, now, uh, do you have a favorite uh, uh, brand at Starbucks? Is there a certain type you like? Oh, I buy it at the store, bring it home. I, I drink the French roast. Oh, okay. So you like the dark stuff? Yeah. Now, did you know that the lighter roast is stronger, has more caffeine than the dark roast? No, I didn't know that. Nah? Well, I mean, that's kind of what I do here. I'm a uh, coffee aficionado. Uh, full disclosure, somebody actually uh, broke that news to me on the air. So I drink, I'm drink. i actually drinking the blonde roast here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Mark, you want to take a sip with me? Well, cheers. Uh, you're in Georgia. I'm here in Sherman Oaks, California. 
Uh, you want, you want to, uh, let, let's take a cheers. We'll sip our coffee. Everybody take a drink. Whatever you got in front of you, take a drink of. All right, here we go, Mark. Uh, on the count of three. One, two, three. three. Come on, make that coffee to go. Let's go. Oh, yeah, I'm ready, man. I'm all fired Come. up. All right, so yeah, so there we go. So we got Mark and Georgia drinking coffee, uh, and uh, and I'm drinking coffee here. Let's find out who's going to take on Mark in Georgia. Where should we go? You know, let's go to line number nine hundred and ninety-eight. We'll go to line number nine hundred and ninety-eight. Where is this? Our old friend from? Is this Nicole in Hawaii? Nicole, are you there? Hi. Oh Hi. yeah, look at her. Nicole, I, I, got yeah. I told you I listen to you all the time, all the time, every time. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, Nicole, we're we're happy you're back. I didn't, I didn't even know it was you. I just went to line number nine ninety eight because we've never gone to line number nine ninety eight before. So, and there you were. Uh, so, we're, really? yeah, no, that's awesome. So you're so you're back. So Nicole is back. Nicole uh, is a winner on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. She uh, she has a championship ring when it comes to Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Uh, so Nicole is all fired up now. Nicole. Uh, what have we been drinking? What have we been drinking on Saturday night uh, in Hawaii? Come on, let's let's be honest here. I, I remember I hang out with Weedman and Hippie, so I figured it worked that time. It could work this time, so I did the same thing. All right, so you just been smoking weed, huh? <laughs> All right, fair enough. That works. All right, right. so we got we yeah, got. What? Hey, yeah, I agree, man. So you gotta you gotta stick with it. So we got Mark in Georgia who's drinking coffee, and Nicole in Hawaii who is as high as a kite here on Fox Sports Radio. So here we go. This is the rules. I have got uh, Mark. Say hi to Nicole. Hello, Nicole. Hi, Mark. Hi. We're making uh, we're making fast friends here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so. Um, I have got a list of names here. It's either the name of a pro wrestler or it's the name of a porn star. We're going to start with Mark, then go over to Nicole. If you guys are tied at the end of this list, we go to sudden death overtime. Easy enough? Easy enough. All right, here we go. And uh, for anybody listening at home, make sure you tweet me during the game at the Jonas Knox and tell me which was your favorite name that we have just listed during this edition of Pro Wrestler Porn Star. But you need to hashtag it pro wrestler or porn star in order to get it read on the air. All right, so here we go. Mark in Georgia, first up here on pro wrestler or porn star. Mark, the name for you here is Nick Nude, pro wrestler or porn star. Oh, I'd have to go with pro wrestler. Oof, that is incorrect. No, that is incorrect. Unfortunately, Nick Nude is a porn star, but I could see how you would think that was a pro wrestler. So we go over to Nicole in Hawaii here on Fox Sports Radio. Nicole, uh, what about Chris Colt, pro wrestler or porn star? That is correct. That is correct. Nicole takes an early lead. Back over to Mark in Georgia we go. Mark, uh, the name for you here on pro wrestler or porn star is Amber Nevada, pro wrestler or porn star. Porn star. That is correct. Mark is yeah. on the board. Yes, that is correct. So we go I can back feel all the way down in my plums. I can too. So we go all the way over to Nicole in Hawaii. Uh, he was very. Uh, he's got the giggles. I see. Nicole uh, looks like she was walking that green wolf right before she. No, nope. right too. That's why. All right, here we go. So Nicole, <laughs> the name for you here on pro wrestler or porn star is Bruno Sammartino, pro wrestler or porn star. That's right. That is correct. Yes, that is correct. 
And uh, as uh, as per usual, anytime a pro wrestler passes away during the week, we pay homage to him in pro wrestler or porn star. That's the best we can do here on Fox Sports Radio. So we go back over to Mark in Georgia looking to tie things up here on pro wrestler or porn star. Mark, the next name up for you is the New Guinea Headhunters, pro wrestler or porn star. Pro wrestler. That is correct. Yes, the... Uh, the new, the new Guinea Headhunters is a uh, pro wrestler. Shocked that that is a uh, pro wrestler. Uh, so we go back over to uh, Nicole in Hawaii here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Nicole, the next name up for you is Homeless Jimmy, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Ooh, that is incorrect. Oh, that is incorrect, yeah. Homeless Jimmy is a pro wrestler. Side note, I believe Homeless Jimmy is the name of the guy who was loitering outside the studios earlier. <laughs> I'm not mistaken. Uh, make, sure, make, sure, make sure the doors are locked. Uh, all right, uh, back over to Mark in Georgia who can take a lead here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Mark, next up for you here is Gina Ginger, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Porn star. That is correct. Yeah, <laughs> that is correct. Mark, Mark, it's almost like you're familiar with Gina's work. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hear you. All right, I, I, I hear you too. All right, uh, back Maybe. over to uh, Nicole in Hawaii. Nicole, this is a big mm-hmm. one. You got to get this correct. All right. Okay. All right. The next one up for Nicole in Hawaii to tie the game here on pro wrestler or porn star is the little nasty boy, pro wrestler or porn star. That is correct. Look at Nicole. That's a veteran right there. Locked in, laser-like focus, big moment, coming up clutch. In the clutch. Yeah, absolutely. Nasty booty, boy. All right, Mark, here we go. This is a big one here on uh, Pro Wrestler Porn Star. Mark, uh, the next name up for you here to take a lead late in the game here on Pro Wrestler Porn Star is Portia Ride. Pro wrestler or porn star? She'd be a pro wrestler. That is incorrect. No, that is incorrect. Portia Ride is a porn star. You know, if you if you think about the name, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So with that, we go over to Nicole in Hawaii, who can be a two-time champion here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star here on Fox Sports Radio. Nicole in Hawaii. To win the game here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star, Nicole, do you want to take a big, a big, a big breath? Do you want to take a big sigh here to kind of relax a little bit on the air? I'll step back. You just go ahead and do so. No, please. I'm freaking out. All right, well, just Nicole, 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 take take a deep, just a deep breath into the phone, and let's all relax together. All right. Okay. All right. All right. I think, think we're all are, we're all squared away here. For some reason, Iowa Sam can't stand up now. All right, here we go. Nicole in Hawaii on Fox Sports Radio. The name for you here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star to win the game is Patty Jules, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Porn Star. That is correct. She's done it. Nicole has done it here on Pro Wrestler Porn Star. She has done it again. The queen of late 
night weekend overnight talk Thank on the island. Uh, right, now, are you on Oahu? Are you in Honolulu? Yes, yes, I am. Oh, man. Hey, Nicole, you know what you got to do? Next time okay. you call into the show, mm-hmm. can you call from the Kona Brewing uh, pub? There's a Kona Brewing uh, yes, brewery please. out there. Call next okay. time from the Kona Brewery, if you could. Okay. Oh, you're yeah, the best. You're sure. the best. It'll make it seem like we're on remote. All right, so congratulations, <laughs> Nicole Thank in Hawaii, you. the winner here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Yep, there it is. Uh- I love Nicole. A lot of fun. I just want to make sure that she took a, a deep breath and just relaxed on the air so we could just, you know, sort of make sure we're all on the same, uh, on the same page here. You don't want the moment being too big. Homeless Jimmy. That's your one? That's the one, Sam? Homeless Jimmy? He's got to scrub up before he gets in front of the camera, if you know <laughs> the, what I mean. Uh, the uh, New Guinea Headhunters is really good. I don't That's know. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm glad, I, I can't believe uh, anybody would think that would be a porn star, but uh, yeah. Pretty sure New Guinea headhunters was actually a historical like tribe or something. I have no idea. A historical knows? reference. Who knows? Um, all right. Uh, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next. Uh, so there's uh, a, a situation in sports that many of you can relate to. I'll tell you what that is next here on FSR. Nasty booty boy. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, so many people are uh, chiming in on uh, the latest edition of Pro Wrestler Porn Star. Uh, Nicole in Hawaii becoming a show favorite here on Fox Sports Radio. Calling in from uh, on the listening on the great affiliate Fox Sports 990 on the island of Oahu, which you can hear all over the great state of Hawaii. And uh, Nicole, uh, a winner. And so I asked people, you know, send in who was your favorite name that we read off. And so we are getting a couple of uh, responses. Uh, the New Guinea Headhunters was a big response. Uh, people, big fans of the New Guinea Headhunters. Uh, we also had uh, Gina Ginger, which was another one. And um, Porsche Ryder also got some love. So, yeah, I mean, Amber Nevada. A lot of people liked Amber Nevada. So another uh, award-winning edition of Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. We will be back uh for a little pro wrestler or porn star next week here on Fox Sports Radio. That'll be fun. Mixed in with uh, with the NFL draft next weekend. <laughs> it's going to be a fun weekend of shows next week. Um, I do. So I was talking to you about earlier how the NFL cares about TV ratings. That's really what this is all about. That's the big thing. For the NFL, it's about TV ratings. How many people can we get to watch the television? I don't think they really give a rip about the logistics for fans when it comes to getting to games. They kind of view that as more of a team problem. Yeah, you as an organization, you figure that out. And so the reason I brought that up is because when the announcement came for the schedule release, one of the most noteworthy things that I saw was the flexing of two late Sunday games to Saturday. It's one thing if you move it back a few hours – you know, I mean, if you go to an NFL game, it's not just an in-and-out trip. You go to an NFL game, it's basically you're planning a whole day around it. But they're going to move two late games to Saturday. And to me, that's just like a big screw you to fans, but it's what I thought. The NFL doesn't care about uh, about those the fans going to the game. They care about how many people can watch it on television. And so one of the examples I gave was a couple of years ago, and I was trying to remember which game it was, but it was a, I know it was a Chiefs game. And I didn't know if it was a playoff game or whatnot, but there was 
a Chiefs game that was moved from earlier in the day to later at night, and the and the report was, well, it was because of an ice storm. And I remember saying at the time, you guys aren't actually buying that, are you? They moved it to later at night so more people could watch. They don't give a rip about whether or not the fans can get to the stadium. They care about whether or not fans can get to the television. And somebody sent me over the article, and of course, in the article, they, they include, yeah, uh, last Saturday night's broadcast, they got almost $30 million. I mean, come on. How, many, how much more obvious can it be? We got ourselves a little bit of a blast from the past in the world of sports. I'll explain what I mean by that coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio, also on iHeartRadio and on Sirius XM Channel 83 and on all of our great affiliates all across the country. Appreciate you taking part in the show as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. I have been very critical in uh, the past, well, especially last year, and I think a little bit the year before, but if we just want to go recent history last year, I thought the NBA playoffs were just not good. It it really didn't do anything for me. Um, you had I, I can recall one pretty good series before uh, of of importance before the NBA Finals, and that was Washington Boston. Um, I think maybe the year before that there was the Golden State and Oklahoma City series, where Golden State came back and won that. Um, that was noteworthy because you know, as it turns out, it was Kevin Durant's last series with the Oklahoma City Thunder, and then when uh, Golden State got to the finals. Even the last two times Golden State and Cleveland have met in the finals, it hasn't really been that great. If you remember a couple of years ago, the only close game was Game 7. Other than that, it was blowout one game, then a blowout the next, like a double-digit or more uh, uh, margins of victories in either side, whether it's for Golden State or Cleveland. Then last year, I mean, Golden State was far and away better than Cleveland. Kevin Durant was the best player on the floor. So just in looking at, what the playoffs were like last year just wasn't very good. And I was I, I was saying it at the time, man, like let's all just be honest about this. You're not you, you know, none of us work for the NBA. We're we're just assessing what it is that we're given. And we were given a month and a half of garbage basketball for the most part leading up into the NBA finals. It could not be more opposite a year later. And I don't know if it's because there's so many teams in close proximity record-wise in the Western Conference or what. Uh, I don't know if it's because we've got some new blood in the water in the Eastern Conference or what. But it is nothing like it was a year before. Nothing at all. And I was saying this earlier in the show. Like I think that there, one of the things that there's this show on Netflix. It's called Stranger Things. And one of the things that jumped out to me, and, and I really do think there is something to this, regardless of whether or not you like the plot or the acting or the characters in the show, and it's like an alien invasion show type thing. It, it's sort of, it's complicated. There's a backstory and, you know, a, a, a little girl who's a robot. It's just very, very strange. But what, what brings you in when you watch the show? And I'm not into that alien stuff. I'm not really into to stories like that. But what brought me into the show was the fact that it was filmed and that it took place in the 1980s. And the reason I stuck with the show, even after it got very bizarre in the first episode, was because 
it took me back to growing up in the 80s. If you remember any portion of the 80s, you remember how things look differently. Logos on boxes look differently. Uh, the, the toys when you were a kid all look differently. And when you watch that show, they were so accurate with the vintage feel of what it was like back in the 80s that if you grew up around that time, it felt comfortable. So you ended up sticking it out and seeing the show through. And the first se- first uh, season actually was pretty damn good just based on how real it felt because you could totally relate to that. And I was saying that if you go into supermarkets now, you'll notice that they're selling vintage Pepsi cans. So if you go into a supermarket, you can actually see the old school vintage Pepsi can. You may not even drink soda. You may not have even drank soda since the vintage cans were not vintage and those were the original cans 20 years ago. I never drank soda. But I was almost enticed to buy one just based on the fact that it looked like what I grew up with. And so when it takes you back, you go, oh, that, that's pretty cool. Like when the NFL does throwback jerseys uh, or, or they, uh, they bring back these uniforms from in the past or when an NBA team does that, part of the reason they do that, it doesn't mean that the jersey's better than the one nowadays. That's all just a matter of taste. It doesn't mean those players are going to play better nowadays. That's all just, I mean, it's just apparel. But part of the reason they do that is they, they, want, to, they want to bring you back. They want to kind of warm you up to the idea of, of what it is that they're doing. And so when I'm watching the 76ers in the heat, how do you watch that series and not immediately go back to what the NBA was like in the 90s? I mean, if you remember the NBA in the 90s, that's what you remember, man. Physicality, a play, players could be throwing down, blood, diving on the floor, whatever. It doesn't mean that the the players are are maybe any better or that there's more hall of famers in this series than there are, you know, in, in one of the other series in the past. Like it doesn't mean any of that. Historically great players, if there's more of them then or more of them, it doesn't mean any of that. But what it does do is it does bring you back to a time that you remember watching the NBA. And I don't know how you can watch the 76ers in the Heat and not look at that series and go, "Man, this is exciting." Because I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't care who wins. Philadelphia is a fun team, fun team to to watch. A couple of what you know, maybe uh, projecting to be all time great players and Embiid and Ben Simmons and and I don't have a dog in the fight when it comes to the Miami Heat. I I mean, there's some of those players I never heard of in my life. But you watch those games and it takes you back. You know, it's like that vintage Pepsi. Maybe it doesn't taste any different than it did before, but it just takes you back there. And I think if anything, the NBA has got to be happy with that because, look, it's a top-heavy league. When you embrace the idea of player mobility and super teams and teams forming up to make these these big-time superpowers and the Golden State Warriors and the Miami Heat in 2011, and the when you embrace all of that stuff, part of the issue that comes back with that, one of the side effects is that you have a top-heavy league. And if I'm the NBA, this has got to work out as 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 perfectly as you could possibly hope for to where you've got really exciting, interesting and fun to watch matchups in the first round to where it seems like every time you turn on the television, there could be a fight. I mean, that's what we grew up with. 
If you're around my age or you grew up watching the NBA in the 80s or the 90s, you remember that. And I think from that standpoint alone, the NBA's got to be thrilled. The other, the other thing I was thinking about, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. This is the best situation that Philly could, could have happen. right? If you're a 76ers fan, this is the best situation. And I was talking about it on the show yesterday where I said, enough with this, man, let's focus on the next 10 years. And if we don't do it this year, we're set up for success and all of that stuff. Enough with that. I think Philadelphia is good enough to make a finals run this year. I think Philadelphia, the conversation should no longer be what is the next 10 years going to be like. It should be what is this year going to be like? Because the East is very vulnerable. Cleveland looks like they're a mess. The Celtics' two best players are out. You can't trust Toronto in the postseason. We know that. I mean, we have historical evidence of that. So if I'm the 76ers, I'm like, man, F the next 10 years. Let's focus on the now. But the reason why I think this is a best-case scenario for the 76ers is this. I think you always learn faster when you get thrown into the fire. I've always believed that. I think you learn more when you get thrown into a situation and you have to figure out whether or not you're going to sink or swim. Because it gets uncomfortable. And I've always operated that way. I've said, if, if you want to really get good at this radio thing, or if you want to really get an idea as to what difficult is, do a daylight savings, middle of the night episode of sports radio when you're doing five hours and you're solo. All right. Like that is the preparation, the planning, what goes into it. But it was the best thing that that could have happened, like getting to do weekend overnights because it made me have to learn faster and it made me better at the job just based on you have to sink or there is no, well, I've got a guest coming up, so don't even worry about it. Well, you know, there's going to be a bunch of phone calls here, so don't even worry about it. Oh, there's no, there, there is none of that. So like sometimes when I'm filling in during the week and I'm doing other shows, they're a cakewalk because I'm used to having to work in this environment to where you know, you don't have all of that. You have to really build a show. You have to put things together. You really have to sink or swim. And it's made me better. And that's why I love doing the show because I love the challenge of it. It's it's fun. It's exciting. I, I so I enjoy doing it. You know, it's like if you lift weights, you should always try and incorporate free weights if you can. Because anybody can lift a bar, and it's going to focus on just the muscle that you're lifting. But when you're doing free weights, you know what happens? You have to struggle, and all the muscles that you use in your arms to hold up those free weights, if you're doing chest, you're no longer just focusing on the chest. Now your arms are struggling to hold on to the bar and hold on to the, to the dumbbells. So because you're using free weights, everything in your arm and in your chest, those are also getting stronger. That's why they tell you that sometimes it's better to use free weights or you should at least always try and incorporate it when you're weightlifting. If you're the, my, for the Philadelphia 76ers, the idea was, ooh, nobody wants to play the Miami Heat in the first round. You know, that's the team there, really dangerous, good defense. They've got a coach who's won a championship, Dwayne Wade. I don't know. Everybody should stay away from the Miami Heat. Getting the Heat in the first round is going to turn out to be the best thing for Philly going to be the best thing for Philly. And you can make the case for Minnesota as well. All right? Like did you hear what Anthony Davis said for New Orleans after they swept Portland? Anthony Davis said, "I'm excited to go play the Golden State Warriors should they get past San Antonio. I'm looking forward to that series because they swept me my first chance in the playoffs." Like first taste of the playoffs. Anthony Davis, one of the best players in the NBA a couple of years ago. 
got swept by the best team in the league. You can't not get better after something like that. If you're the 76ers, you can't not get better after playing a team like the Heat in the first round. If you're the Minnesota Timberwolves, I don't care if they lose the next two games and and they're done in five. If you're the Minnesota Timberwolves, you can't not get better from being thrown into the fire against the best team in the NBA. It's impossible. Like There's all these young teams... This is an advantage for you. Maybe not immediately. And you're going to think, ah, oh, you know, these young teams, they just weren't ready and, and uh, they lose to these better teams in the NBA. But if I'm one of those teams, I would rather get knocked out in the first round against the best team in the NBA than not make the playoffs at all. Like, call me crazy, but I'd rather lose two bucks trying to win a Powerball jackpot that I know I have no shot of than save that two bucks for something else. I'd at least get a shot at it. At least get a chance. How can you not be better? So the idea that, no, you don't want to play the Heat, you know, watch out for Miami Heat, they're a dangerous team, this could not have worked out more perfectly for the Philadelphia 76ers, and if they win this series, that's only going to make those guys better. Always get thrown into the fire. Always, you know, it's sink or swim. Use free weights when you're working out. You can't not get stronger by using free weights. Just impossible. So if I'm Philly and if I'm a Philadelphia 76er fan, this has gone as as good as you could possibly hope for early on in the playoffs. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox. The phone number, 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We got great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Uh, up next on Fox Sports Radio, if you're very gullible, all right, if you are very gullible, you will believe that an NFL Hall of Famer is trying out a new sport. All right, So think about a guy who's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day, one of the best players in the league. He is leaving the NFL for a new sport. I'll tell you what I'm talking about next year on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up here in just a minute, there is uh, one of the all one of the great players in the NFL at his position. Apparently, is deciding on a new sport. All right, so I will tell you uh, why. If you are gullible, you should believe that. That's coming up here in uh, just a couple of minutes. Also, a reminder: less than ten minutes from now, here on Fox Sports Radio, Ralph Irvin will be here for the latest edition of the Scraps. That is where Ralph Irvin. Uh, sort of loses it during the segment because he tries to get a goofy story in, but he's a professional and he can't keep a straight face. And it's just pure comedy and hijinks and all sorts of fun stuff. But we do it every week, so we'll have that for you uh, less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, All right, so the NFL, and I do want to also point out I got confirmation. I was talking about uh, the NFL being full of crap. When they said it uh, last year, or the year before, they moved a Chiefs-Steelers playoff game to later in primetime because, quote-unquote, the ice storm was coming. Somebody tweeted me from Kansas City and said, yeah, that was crap. Uh, they did, you know, they just wanted to move it to primetime. I mean, come on, man. So when you see them flexing out Sunday night, Sunday games to Saturday night and all that, like that's just like that right there is more proof that the NFL does not give a rip about you, the fan that goes to the game. They care about the fan. 
that watches on television. That's further proof. So feels good to be right. You know, I'm not right a lot. So a little bit of confirmation here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay. Um, all right, so Rob Gronkowski. Everybody knows Gronk. Rob Gronkowski has been a uh, sort of an interesting uh, couple of months for Rob Gronkowski and the Patriots. He was at some uh, Supercross event at uh, Foxborough Stadium uh, in New England. He was at some Supercross or Motocross or whatever the hell they are. And um, and listen, if you've never been to one of those, let me go ahead and explain this to you. And people listening in Southern California or people that have been to these events, you know what I'm talking about. You're going to see a lot of flat billers. All right. And here's what a flat biller is Inland Empire, 909 area code, Southern California, a lot of flat billers, a lot of uh, Monster Energy, Foxy Racing, uh, just that crap, Brixton, uh, Hookah. Where they've got like the flat bill and it's really low, and then and then if they really go over the top, these flat billers, well, they'll tuck their ears in their hat, so it looks really really strange. Fool. Yeah, it doesn't. It's very very bizarre, but you'll get a lot of that. So when you go to Orange County out here in Southern California, when you go to the nine hundred nine, the Inland Empire, you get a lot of flat billers. You know, they've got a. They've got those flame tattoos that go up their forearm, and they they wear dicky shorts and pulled up black socks with DC shoes. Like it's just, I'm telling you, it's the worst. All right, basically, go to a Tilly's, find yourself a Tilly's store. It's like a, a, a clothing store. Walk in there, close your eyes, spin around three times, open them, and you'll see a flat biller. That's just what they are. I mean, that's what it is. So Gronk was at one of those events. Now we feel like we're all there together. It's radio. you got to paint the picture. And by the way, if you're wearing a flat bill right now and you're upset about what I just said, tough balls. <laughs> Gronk's at this, this event. And, uh, of course, he gets asked by a member of the media about whether or not he is going to show up to voluntary workouts and all that stuff. Here was the back and forth. You know, they've heard that you weren't at the optional workouts last week. And they'll wonder for this dirt biking. Do you plan on attending the optional workouts that are upcoming? Uh, no. Why? I got dirt biking skills to work. All right. So now you hear that, and the immediate reaction is oof. Man, uh, Gronk's, Gronk's focusing on dirt bike riding instead of focusing on the New England Patriots and these voluntary workouts. I guess that means maybe he is really going to retire. I'll see. Yo soy fiesta. Yeah. Is that my in-laws? Let me tell you something. If you believe that Rob Gronkowski is really going to retire, grow up. Okay? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You, Rob, so, so he's going to retire. Think about it like this. If Rob Gronkowski, because that's, that's the speculation, he hasn't committed yet as to whether or not he's going to play football. Oh, you know, he hasn't really committed yet. Okay, let's think about this together. If he was really going to retire and he really wasn't going to play football anymore, why the F is he still hanging around Foxborough? Like, no offense to Foxborough, but the weather hasn't been the nicest on the East Coast and in the Midwest the last several weeks. So why the F, if the guy's not going to play, is he still there? I mean, come on, man. You ever worked at a place for a long time, work at a restaurant or an office building, you're there for quite a while, and then you decide to go to another place 
you take a job somewhere else or you get laid off. Once you leave there, how many times do you go back to that building afterwards? Not a lot because you don't work there anymore. There's no reason to be there. He's in the New England area. Do you think, do you really think it's just to ride dirt bikes? And there are people that are going to take this story, and I'm telling you ahead of time now, they're going to take this story and they're going to pile it on all the other bogus Patriots off-season stories, and they're going to run with it all throughout the rest of Sunday and into Monday. I'm telling you it's going to happen. Okay, so so first of all, if he was really going to retire, why would he still be in the Foxborough area? Why, why would he still be there? Secondly, why would, if of all the off-seasons, why would this be the off-season that all of a sudden the Patriots are transparent? I mean, like, like, it doesn't that strike you as a little bit strange? I know people want to run with these stories and go, ooh, the Patriots are interested in Lamar Jackson. Uh-oh, I guess they really do have an issue with Tom Brady. Or maybe they're leaking false information like they've done several times before, you know, like every single effing year and offseason, because they want you to think that they're interested in Lamar Jackson. Like, all of a sudden, this is the offseason. The Patriots are transparent. All, all of a sudden. And then, hey, Tom Brady's not at these voluntary workouts. Uh-oh, trouble in paradise. You know that Tom Brady's missed these workouts before, right? So why is it a story now? It just it, it doesn't, doesn't add up, man. Like, you're, you're falling for it. Like they call it in professional wrestling, they call it if it's a if it's a work or a shoot. That's that's the term that they use. And if it's a shoot, it means it's real. You know, so like if you can you can Google search on the internet to watch these shoot promos or shoot videos to where wrestlers talk for real. And then if you find work promos, it's when they're you know they're they're all just kind of fake. Why do I get this feeling the Patriots are doing a work right now, and everybody's falling for it? Hey, Tom Brady's not at voluntary workouts. Uh-oh, big story. It hasn't been at these before. Why wasn't it a story then? Hey, the Patriots are uh, are letting people know who they're interested in the draft. Whew, big story. E- e- oh, so now all of a sudden, this is where they're going to be transparent. Okay, I mean, that goes against everything they've done for two decades, but okay. Hey, Rob Gronkowski, man, I think he's really going to retire. He hasn't committed to playing football yet. Hmm. But he's still in the New England area. Around the same time, voluntary workouts are going on. Okay. Like, you remember, the, this is the part that everybody forgets as well, too. When that story from Seth Wickersham came out, the story in ESPN where, where he talked about all the, the dysfunction there and how they were angry about having to trade Jimmy Garoppolo and all this other stuff. So all that story comes out. And uh, that was also the same story where they said that Jimmy Garoppolo showed up to uh, to Alex Guerrero's TB12 facility and they locked him out. I, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> and, and people just ran with that one as well, too. Also, a, a something that came off that story that nobody ever discusses, okay, because people make it seem like Belichick and Alex Guerrero are feuding and they don't like each other. You know, they're just, they're, they don't get along at all. Do you remember the report that came out? Where Belichick and Alex Guerrero, when they were passing each other in the Patriots facility, were laughing and they high fived. And Belichick said, I guess we made some news this week, huh? Boy, sure sounds like those guys hate each other's guts. <laughs> this just seems like it's all a work. And everybody's falling for it. 
every story that comes out of New England, everybody's falling for it. I just I, I don't I don't know why all of a sudden this offseason is the season. This is the the Titanic's going down. It's all it's all over in New England. Come on, man. Like well, everybody's just falling hook, line, and sinker for this entire thing, and I'm just not ready to buy it. I'm not ready to buy any of this dysfunction. 877-99 on Fox. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up next, I have been told this is one of the more uh, disturbing stories we have done here on the show. All right, A disturbing story about nudity is coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And we begin in the NBA, where the New Orleans Pelicans wrapped up a series sweep over the Portland Trailblazers, beating Portland by the final score of 131-123. Anthony Davis, 47 points. Drew Holiday had 41 Philadelphia has a 3-1 series lead over Miami that after they went to South Florida and pulled out a 106-102 win. All seven players, actually, for the Sixers were in double figures. Minnesota had three players score over 20 points as they returned home to beat Houston 121-105. The Rockets lead that series two games to one. In Utah, a 2-1 series lead over Oklahoma City. The Jazz had all five starters score in double figures. Final score there was 115-102. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the NHL playoffs, three games on Saturday night. Tampa Bay finishing off their series with New Jersey. They win it four games to one. 3-1 was the final on Saturday in Washington's Columbus series. They've played five games, four have gone to overtime. The Caps with a three games to two series lead after a 4-3 overtime win. And Toronto staying alive as they played Boston. 4-3 is the final. The Leafs still trailing that series, three games to two. We'll have more as we look at spring football coming up on the Scraps. Thanks, Ralph. Jonas Knox here coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right. So every week at this time, there's a guy on this show who really struggles. I mean, he has a hard time with this because he's a broadcast professional but he can never keep it together during this segment. Just can't do it. Like, have you ever watched, you remember the old movie Cannonball Run? Sam, did you ever see that movie with Burt Reynolds, Cannonball Run? One of the all-time greats, all right? No, I didn't. Well, it's like after the movie's over, they play these outtakes, and there was an actor named Don DeLuise. Dom or Don DeLuise, I don't know. It's and, Dom DeLuise. Yeah, whatever. Who I cares? own the movie. Yeah, okay. Uh, and so Cannonball Run is one of the great movies of all time. It's so funny, and it's way ahead of its time. Terry Bradshaw's in the movie. There's some other athletes that are in the movie. And so Burt Reynolds is trying to get across country in this, and Dom DeLuise is his buddy, and I guess they're close friends in real life. So after the movie's over, they play the outtakes, and there's it seems like 100 outtakes of Dom DeLuise who can't get through a scene without laughing. You can YouTube him, and you start laughing because he's laughing. Cause he, and so Burt Reynolds keeps slapping him to try and get him to stop laughing because he's taken so long, but he can't get through the scene. 
Dom DeLuise reminds me of Ralph every single week when we do this segment. So without further ado, it's this. Jonas. You moron. How could you not get to these stories? You moron. These are the scraps. And we roll out that red carpet for a man who doesn't look anything like Dom DeLuise, but he sure laughs his ass off like Dom DeLuise, the great Ralph Urban. Ralph, uh, what did we miss? How dare you? Be careful, Ralphie. You don't like Ralph. You don't like Dom DeLuise. No, I do. I told you I own Cannonball Run and <laughs> I Cannonball, love Cannonball Run, Run too. I love Cannonball. I Run. have them both. So good. All right, what do we got, Ralph? Well, spring football is going on, and you've been in the South. You know how big that can be. So stupid, man. And at Tennessee, of course, they had their big spring football game, and they have a new head coach, Jeremy Pruitt. His first spring football game as Tennessee's head coach. This was his assessment of his team's performance. Competing pretty hard. They may not be doing things perfect, um, but they're headed in the right direction. You know, there's something you can build off of. Um, And then I saw a couple of guys out there today just flat out quit. You can call it what you want to. I'm going to say they quit because that's what I saw. After 15 days, I'd say we'd probably get about a D. If you looked at it from a grade, A, B, C, D, it would be about a D. Nice positive assessment going into the summer, right? Well, I appreciate the honesty. What's with the Matthew McConaughey accent? What is he going to do a uh, a Carl's Jr. Western bacon cheeseburger read next? No, next he's going to talk about uh, the fans because he said he needs all of them to step up and only 65,000 showed up. And his response was... To me, uh, it's kind of like our football team for the fans. You know, the ones that were here, I'm proud they were here. They're, they're fired up, they're ready to get going, okay? And then there were some people that wasn't here that had legitimate reasons. They couldn't be here. Uh, and there were some people that wasn't here that, why wasn't they here? It's kind of like our football team. That's how you start off a career, by just trashing the fans who didn't show up. Let me tell you something, man. He is, like, just with this last two minutes here on the air, he is slowly starting to go up the charts on on my favorite coach in college football. Now, Nick Saban's still the guy because he is the red ass of all red ass. Well, he was the defensive coordinator for Nick Saban last year. And and I love the negativity. That is, I am all about the negativity, the Matthew McConaughey. He actually sounds like McConaughey in True Detective, where he's uh, making fun of religion and all that stuff. Uh, Very negative approach to life, and I I think it's uh I think it's pretty comical. So I'm into it, Ralph. Now, sixty five thousand went to the Tennessee spring game. Yes. Okay. Get a life. Get a life. Stop watching practices. Was it free to get in? That I don't know. All right. Uh can we okay, so uh Mike Mayer, if you could look that up, please, and let me know what the cost was to get into the Tennessee spring game. All right. You're gonna sit around and watch watch a bunch of guys practice. That very boring. Um, I I don't know why anybody would be into that. Uh, but we will get you uh, the details as to what the Tennessee spring game was like. Because the fact that they got sixty five thousand people there after last season, where they were basically a turd fire week in and week out. Oh, and eight the in the SEC. Yeah, I mean the fact they got sixty five grand that that shows a uh, you know at least there's some loyalty there in the state. But uh, but very bizarre for anybody that would want to go to that. What else we got, Ralph? Well, you know, Greg Hardy, you know, he had a problem staying able to play in the yeah. NFL because of uh, 
fighting at home, shall we say? Yeah, he just won the uh, U.S. title. Well, yeah. Now- oh, Greg Hardy. I thought, oh, I thought you were talking about Jeff Hardy. Sorry. No, no, that. Greg Hardy. No, he's going to fight in the UFC. Oh, sorry. He oh. hasn't played since 2015 because of domestic violence issues. Loser. But now the 29-year-old <laughs> is going to fight on Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series on June 12th. Yeah, um... I'll be interested. I mean, I've seen him fight a little bit in some of his uh, the fights that he's taken on. Now, cardio conditioning, all that stuff. Um, you know, he might find himself in some trouble, but he can crack, man. He can, he can really crack. You know, I, I think people thought he was just going to get into MMA, and he was just going to kind of, oh, I'll get into MMA if you know if the football stuff doesn't work out. But he's actually trained his ass off, and he's tried to make this a career, and now he's getting a great opportunity. All right, uh, all right. So, Ralph, uh, I think you you've also got another story. For the show is yes, over. Do. Goodbye. Right. Yeah, I think, I think you've got another story for us here, Ralph. Uh, you have you are really into this. This is where Ralph goes from broadcast professional to that guy we're talking about, Dom DeLuise. So, take it away, Ralph. What do we got? We have. <laughs> <laughs> we had a situation in Florida. A man told police he, <laughs> he just wanted to smoke pot. That's all he wanted to do. Okay. But uh, he was running around without a shirt on, and his basketball shorts were down around his knees. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he had two joints. Yeah, he, he had no underwear. That's what he had. Okay. Uh, he was swinging his arms in the air and screaming loudly, I only wanted to smoke pot. Witnesses said he was running around kicking trash cans. He ran into the Publix, shouted, you're not the one. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold and on. And then ran out. Hold on. Let's, let's, uh, so let's, let's, let's talk about this real quick. Okay. All right. So he's, he just wants to smoke pot. That's what he says. He's got no shirt on. No shirt. He's still smoking pot. Um, yes. And he's got basketball shorts down around his knees. Yes, sir. Now, now what kind of basketball shorts are we talking about? Are we talking like the old champion shorts you got at JCPenney? Are these Uh, actual authentic basketball shorts? I'm just going to say that they're dirty. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, so he's got dirty basketball shorts, and he's walking around high as a kite, and he's exposing everything. Yes. Um, he, he... Is a homeless man also? Okay, so he's home. Okay, so he he was in a homeless camp behind the public store. Okay, so he so he decides that he's going to leave the um the cardboard box empire from behind yes. Publix. It's none of your damn business. He hangs a right, goes around towards the front of the store. Mm-hmm. Basketball shorts down around his knees. Yes, smoking a joint. Right. Well, he he had smoked a little. Okay. Just a little. And then he walks into the Publix. Now, when he walks into the Publix, does he shake back and forth to try and uh, show everybody the fact that he's got his pants down around his knees? Or does he just shout? He just shouts, you're not the one. Okay. Now, who's he talking to, you're not the one? I don't know. Is he staring down at himself when he says that? I, I don't know, but I did learn later that... He says a friend had driven by and mooned him, so he was trying to moon him back. But he didn't quite know how the mooning was supposed to work. You're a bum! So he gave him a frontal moon. Yes. Meanwhile, he is a homeless man in Florida, and he did say that he was naked because he's not used to the Florida heat. (laughs) All right. I mean, just... Like they, 
what to now what time of day is this at uh this was uh middle of the afternoon okay that yeah. makes all the sense more so broad daylight a guy running into a publix high as a kite yes. because somebody mooned him and if people want to know why the out. Dodgers left Dodger Town, this happened in Vero Beach, Florida. Okay, so at the site of spring training. Yes. Good stuff. Dodger Town, yeah. Because drugs are bad, okay? That's, uh, that's unbelievable. Here's what's, here's what's crazy about this, Ralph. You know what the most amazing part about this whole thing? Uh, please do tell. I had no idea that Todd Marinovich knew where the Publix was. <laughs> that's that's the, the stunning part of this whole story. Um, just, just amazing stuff. Uh, let's uh, quickly, Ralph, you talked about the uh, Tennessee spring game. Yes. Uh, so let's go live to our Tennessee spring game detail insider, Mike Mayer, for the latest. Mike? Uh, admission was free to the game and parking was free. Uh, okay, then you guys are uh, relieved. All right, we'll, we'll give, them, they give them a reprieve. They, they're good to go. So if you went to the game, I get it now. Now, if you probably could bring in booze, that would be great. So, so there we go. Uh, good stuff, Ralph. Uh, you you got through that one pretty clean, but you started off rough. We're proud of you. Well, I had a cough. <laughs> Is that what that was? All right. Well, uh, you know what they say: if your pants are down around your knees and you cough, means you're getting a physical, Ralph. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, up next, uh, we've got details on the NFL spitting in your face. That is a fact. The NFL spits in your face. I've got proof next year on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Andy Furman and Brian No, less than 10 minutes from now here on FSR. Make sure you stick around for that. Andy Furman, Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. I do want to tell you about Granger, brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger, for the ones who get it done. If you go to my Twitter account at the Jonas Knox, I have found the YouTube video. It is all the outtakes of Dom DeLuise. It's like a three-minute video. You can watch it and tell me that it doesn't remind you of Ralph Irvin when uh, he does the scraps each week. So if you go to at the Jonas Knox, that is an inside peek into Ralph Irvin during the scraps to where a broadcast professional (laughs) turns into an amateur based on some guy walking around a Publix in Florida, high as a kite with his crank out. Aloha, brother. Yeah. There it is. Um, I've got a, uh, I'm, I'm having a little bit of a complex. I made a really bad, poor decision on my part. So I do a show with Brady Quinn, um, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern time, 6 to 9 Pacific time, every Sunday night here on Fox Sports Radio. And I came up with this, quote, genius idea. Brady's going to do his final version of his mock draft, his explosive mock draft, top 10. And I decided, man, you know what's going to be a great idea? How about I do the bottom 10? I'll do the final 10 players in the draft. That's That'll be really, really fun. Let's do it. And I talked about it a little bit uh, on the show yesterday. I've been looking up some of these players that are projected to be around in the seventh, some of the compensatory picks and all the other things that go along with it. I have no idea what the hell these guys are. I don't know who they are. I don't know. I I never saw any of them play. So I've got to put together so much show research to try and pick and project the bottom 10 players of the NFL draft. I don't know who it is. Got to pick a Mr. Irrelevant. I I mean, I've got to do trades. 
I've got to factor in all these. Like it was a horrible, horrible idea. But I'm doing it because those guys don't get any love. Those guys get no love. And so out of the goodness of my heart, on a national radio show that none of those guys listen to, I'm going to pick my bottom 10. Thanks to Mike. Thanks to Sam. Thanks to Ralph. Been a fun show. We're back next week. Jonas, son of a bitch. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.